0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: hello 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 and welcome to another scoutcast brought to you by fantasy football scout as always you're joined by me andy fpl mode and we are also joined by the ever um word uh, name on the screen seb how's it going seb <laughs> you're all right there buddy <laughs> yeah your name was on the screen for a little bit so i thought i better mention it but uh, how's it going Seb?
2: you're Oh right? yeah oh yeah little l little l yeah Seb and l Took the um yeah i'm good thank you my friend how are you <laughs>
1: yeah not too bad thank I'm you not red, too bad we're, we're both, on red, both on red arrows so
2: ah i mean it's all right though isn't it like you know red hour after going from a few million to a few hundred k is all right yeah so, to know, be fair they're all week red but arrows. a couple of weeks green yeah they're almost yeah, grey yeah. arrows aren't they yeah um, i think i went like 120 to 150 and you were saying what you went like seven seven something to 800
1: yeah it's yeah. fine and i mean all the best people have red arrows this week but we're also joined by rich flapjack how's it going rich
2: very well, thank you. Yeah, very
3: well. Although something interesting, I've had in the last six game weeks, I've had five green arrows. I've gone down seven thousand places.
1: That's impressive. Yeah. So you've only had one red arrow.
3: But I've gone down in
1: the last six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I
3: like it. Yeah. You
1: had a good week though, mate.
3: Yeah, it's been all right. It's been all yeah. right. Long weekend. Yeah, I enjoyed it.
1: Cool. And you've completely recovered now from Vegas.
3: From Vegas, yes. From Good. Saturday, from Good. Saturday No,
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously, I wasn't on last week either, so I got to watch you guys. That was quite nice. Uh, fully recovered now as well. My best game week of the year, 97 points, and I didn't even come on to show everybody. So there you go. Uh, we needed you back. back <laughs> you I'm did about it. Way, it went fine. If there was <laughs> <To> anything, be... <laughs> I was watching that thinking, God, these boys don't really need me, so I better come back quick. <laughs> to be
2: to be fair, you totally sabotaged us, but at least one of those teams. You know, the, was it the com team? Uh, you yeah. sent me the com team uh instead of your team to be fair i didn't notice so that is also partly my fault yeah but when we had your team up on screen we got about halfway through I can't. Wait. I think it was me. Or it was Rich. more than went, halfway. Hold set. on. This is not Andy's team. <laughs>
1: what? I text you saying, "Do you want my team?" And I didn't hear anything. it. I was like, "They obviously don't want my team." <laughs> so I just texted you the comp team, and you obviously thought, "There so we you go." Just sab- That's his so team. you
2: sabotaged. Us, That's yeah. his team yeah, exactly. I could have
1: sent you any team, couldn't I? Would have been brilliant. I,
2: I would have put it on screen. Apparently, could have yeah. sent any team.
1: <laughs> right. Well, let's get uh, into it and tell you what we're going to be uh, talking about tonight. So we're going to be looking at points. We're going to be looking at my points, Seb's points, Richard's points, based on how we've got on this week so far. I say so far, it's obviously finished, we're looking at next week. Uh, We're going to be looking at the overs, we're going to be looking at the unders, so how players are getting on, whether they're overperforming, whether they're underperforming based on their XG stats. Um, We're going to be looking at fixtures as well, because a lot of people were kind of planning up till now, and now they're not really sure what moves to make moving forward. So we're going to be looking at a few fixture swings moving forward, especially up to kind of game week 19, because that's where we get our um, next... Wild card that we can use, and I think that's kind of a natural progression as to where people are looking. And obviously, we've got the blank game week in 18 as well. We're going to be looking at the over unders uh, because we we love looking at those and we love putting Seb and Rich to the test. Then we've got our under 5.5 million players. So unfortunately, Neto was injured at the weekend, and a lot of people are looking at those cheaper midfielders. So we're going to try and run our eye over them and see if we can pick out any potential bargains. I mean, they're all bargains, but maybe there's a better one than any of the others. We're going to be looking at our bus teams, we're going to be looking at the com team, but not for very long because none of us like them at the moment. And then we've got our Q&A at the end as well. I say none of us like them, we're jealous that they're doing so well. Now before uh, I do go on to our content for tonight, remember if you're watching here, and thank you, we've got over 200 people watching already, uh, you can sign up now for Fantasy Football Scout uh, for a membership and you can save up to 20%. Um, you get incredible benefits such as fully interactive Opta-powered tools and tables, instant match day data, season points projections, team transfer planner and drafts from the best fantasy managers, not including me. So let's have a look at some points from this week. So I ended up with 68 points this week. I had Ariola and Goal got me three. Do you know what? 1-0, loss, and he still gets me three points, not the two. So I'll take that from him. Uh, Simercast got me six. He was one of my moves in this week. Burn got me zero. I think apart from share, none of the Newcastle defenders got many points. Uh, Cash with five. He managed to go off before the clean sheet got wiped. Bowen with two, Saka with six, Gordon with two, Son with ten, Salah with 16 as my captain, Watkins with two and Haaland with 16. Taylor, who was the uh, sub-hero for a lot of people, got six points on my bench. Archer with one, Mitchell with one, and Mitchell got injured. I haven't actually heard an update about him yet, so we'll wait and see. And then Turner with two as well. Um, my transfers in this week, I got rid of Poro and Madison who got two and six, for Simikas and Saka who got six and six. So I was up on my moves and uh, even though it was looking a little bit dicey at one point with the uh, the IU goal, but there you go. So, yeah, 68 points, I think about a 10K red arrow. So I will very much take that in a week where I spent most of the week thinking I have no points. So <laughs> I've done okay, I think. We'll take 68. Um, but speaking of points, with a lovely green arrow, Rich, talk us through your team, because you've had some successes there, I would say.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was wild card. So... True. And it wasn't a huge green arrow. Like I got so I got seventy-three points. I mean there was one I th- it was basically between two different drafts hmm. and I went for the one that got less bench jam because my other variant, instead of Yao Pedro, I'd have had Luca Dean. So then Mbumo, who was first sub would have come on. Oof. But I did get Charlie Taylor off the bench. So Yeah.
1: So Mbumo thirteen points first on your bench and Pedro came on with fifteen minutes to go.
3: Yeah, and they'd probably Brighton had already used four subs. Oh. But, I mean, one of the things we knew with Pedro was he's going to always... He always comes on. I actually looked at the last time he was an unused sub. And, I mean, it was when he was at Watford. I think it was against Man United. Yeah, it was was something... It was a ridiculously long time ago. But I did think maybe I could get a little lucky there. But, I mean, I'm happy. I've got... So, yeah, Areola in goal got three points, which was a couple of points less than Pickford, because Pickford did get booked. That's the other thing I haven't mentioned. Depending on my transfers, I think my old team actually outscored this team. Um but yeah, cash got five, very lucky. Simakas got six. Charlie Taylor got six. Wander goal, the new kieran in Trippier. Son with ten, Salah sixteen, Palmer two, who looked very impressive, put up some good numbers as well. Saka with six. harlan sixteen. Um Pedro, as we mentioned, he, he cameoed and then Watkins got two. So yeah, seventy three points. Obviously we didn't mention yeah Gabriel got benched. But yeah. Yeah, that was kind of unexpected. I missed the whole fun earlier in the season with Saliba and Gabriel because obviously I went elsewhere yeah. with Rico Lewis, but now I'm locked firmly in. <laughs> I, saw, and, I,
1: yeah. I saw a lot of people complaining about the Gabriel jam, like people getting Gabriel obviously to come out and Taylor coming in. But to be fair, that clean sheet was like, if Gabriel would have played, you got the six points anyway, wouldn't you? So
3: That's the thing. I mean, it would have been six, you'd imagine six points minimum yeah. for Gabriel. I yeah. think obviously there were people who'd, because one of the reasons I had Taylor on my bench is because I couldn't afford like a better fifth defender. I had to yeah. go for Maguire for my <laughs> fifth defender. So, I mean, that was one of the reasons as, as well. Um, and obviously, another thing I was glad about was that Trippier, you know, I bought him when he started hauling. I sold yeah, yeah. him. And this was a picture I was very worried about with no Trippier.
1: Yeah, it was big time. But no, I think you've done well, to be fair, mate. I mean, two questions very, very quickly. Where's Rico Lewis?
3: If there was a leak... I would have considered it. Also, part of buying Maguire is I could move to Rico Lewis if an opportunity presents itself.
1: Oh, I like it, so the door's still open for him. And, uh, Potentially, oh, I do
3: miss Walker though. Genuinely, I like uh, it's a player. The one player I regret selling is is Kyle Walker. Always oh,
2: like important it. to have a route to Rico Lewis. That's yeah, exactly. The old one
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, second one. And I mean, I'm going to ask Seb the same question later on. Um, in hindsight. Was it a mistake benching and or was there no chance at all you were going to start him?
3: So with all my drafts, and was always just stashed away, nice first on the bench. I mean, I'm I'm really happy West Ham at home this game week. That was always planned. Yeah, and obviously, I think I think it's game week 14. I think it's Luton, but that, I think that's when everyone was going to be piling in. So I just wanted to be able to keep him, stash him away on the bench. So I don't see a world where I'd have played him if I if I was going to have to play that player, I'd have probably gone for Matoma. Yeah. I'm being totally honest. I thought you were going to ask about Pedro, but now you go straight for No, straight no, no. For Bumo. I, I, I kind
1: of get <laughs> I kind of got the Pedro move to be perfectly honest and he's most likely going to play this week and then obviously you've got him which is quite nice. It was it was more the Mbumo being first on the bench there, but Chelsea away, Chelsea've been good defensively this year as well, haven't they?
3: Yeah, and the thing with Mbumo, I mean, you look at any model and it, you know, is right up there mm. like ongoing and you can just see why. I mean, we mentioned it before, haven't we? But obviously 90 minutes, his minutes are better than we thought. The penalties, the set pieces, Brentford are pretty good. Yeah. And and he's cheap. So, yeah, I wanted to minimise transfers. So, I mean, it's cost me points this week, but at least down the line. And also, he dropped in price as well, yeah. just before he did that.
1: I mean, we won't talk about his third 96th minute tap-in. But there you go. Uh, right, Yeah. Seb, moving on to your team. That's why you, you want minutes. We can't have 66% of the stream having Mbumo first on their bench, can we?
2: <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, <laughs> told um, me to
3: sell him as well,
2: by the way. I didn't mention that. But yeah. For Diaby, you, you would have played Diaby. Oh, yeah. You'd have been yeah. happy, mate. You'd have been really happy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got, uh, oh, I've got my team from, team from this week up. There we go. I'll choose this instead. Bear with me a second flustered after benching and being obviously <laughs> yeah. um so i played w in goal um fair enough uh Trippier and burn we'll revisit that in a second uh pedro poro with the two uh, ridiculously um and then cash as Definitely well handle. who um Definitely i say ridiculously handle. you know like if you're gonna say the poro one was unlucky the cash one was extremely lucky so whatever fair enough can't complain too much uh salah captain which fine got a return good enough uh son with 10 madison with six which was quite nice actually nice way to start the weekend uh saka with just the assist i think wasn't it so i know some captains went there and actually the end probably would have done all right considering like you know no one else really exploded too much apart from harland obviously, if you had him you'd probably captain over saka i think um and then darwin with 10 up front we'll revisit darwin later he appears on the table which i'm very happy with (laughs) Uh, and then watkins with the two and i mean i'm not too worried about that either like yeah villa villa did well you know, fair few points on our DR. We got most of them this time, but I've had some Watkins points in the past. Lots of my Watkins doesn't make a huge difference. I think the thing that really made a difference to my team this week was my first bench decision. So, as already alluded to, I benched Mbumo. We got 13 alongside Johnston, Archer, and Dallow, so that was all right. And yeah, if you look at my team, I think there's a really obvious misstep that I was quite cross at myself for, like, as soon as, basically as soon as deadline passed. Now, I think I showed my team about three times last week on various streams and stuff, and... Never really even questioned it, I don't think. Um, And then, yeah, I did the deadline with David. So didn't, like, check my team last minute, although I don't even know if I would have changed it because, like I said, I showed it three times and didn't change it. But, yeah, Mbumo first bench over Dan Byrne was an interesting decision that, before it even got to Mbumo playing, I sort of looked at that and went, that's weird, why have I done that? And then, obviously, it went quite quite poorly. So I think, you know, you asked uh, asked Rich about hindsight. Obviously, in hindsight, you were like, yeah, I'd like my points, please. It also would have been entirely expected for Mbumo to come away with that for two points so I don't think it's like a 13 point decision but realistically double Newcastle defence away at Wolves versus Mbumo penalties minutes as Rich said I'm not sure that was a clever decision I'm a bit cross I made it it was a bit careless reminds me of you know the Gabriel one first week of the season when I just ignored you in the bar and didn't swap to silly. but there's been a few careless (laughs) ones so I think I've got away with you know being being up in 150k after some careless decisions I get I guess the other thing as well is obviously no Haaland but as you can probably tell from me talking Haaland getting a couple of goals and assists whatever entirely expected I'm not that worried about that it's the Emboomer one that has rubbed me and um I think it actually cost me more places in terms of cause of ownership I think that 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 position that uh, that that decision cost me more position than uh, than Haaland but uh but yeah so that is me
1: Yeah and some people might you know be watching this for the first time and looking at it thinking oh Seb's on a red arrow He doesn't own Haaland not it. you've obviously not owned harlan for three weeks now for three yeah. game weeks um you were where when you sold him
2: uh about two million i think yeah
1: so you know obviously oh yeah that, that's gone
2: that's uh, that's gone fine like yeah. a little step backwards you know yeah so if because i think before harlan scored his goals obviously the order things happen dictates this as much as anything i write if Haaland had played on friday night i only would have gone up from there because mm-hmm. Harlan played last i went down i think i went from about 60k to 150k 70k to 150k which obviously is a big old chunk but I've also gone from like two mil to 150 without Holland, so you know it's net up. So can't complain, shan't complain about that.
1: Yeah, lovely stuff. Right, let's have a look at some overs and unders then. So, and these are the players on the over table that are overperforming based on their xgi so far, and very, very interesting. And obviously probably because of a bit of a hit this week uh Watkins appears top of the table at the moment um so he is overperforming his XGI by uh 3.68 which is quite considerable Huang is next with 3.23 Pedro Neto who's obviously injured for at least two weeks I think it is is next with 3.03 uh Sufal, Lyle Foster is on the table as well Son also on there but we know Probably one of the best finishers in the world so 2.79 he is uh Alvarez Trippier Awuñi who is back by the way as well came on uh, this weekend McTominay Diaby is on this list too and then Nunes who's also on there as well so Nunes is there as an overperformer, which uh <laughs> we don't normally have him on here um I'm going to start off first uh Rich I'll go to you um Watkins top of this list Oh my goodness, owners and captainers must feel so unlucky because he put up the numbers against Luton, didn't he?
3: I think it's only really the captainers that would feel hard done by because, he yeah. I mean, he was basically, I think he was around about, I think he was over 100% EO at some ranks. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you captain, yeah, you do feel hard done by. But, I mean, looking at this, I mean, the eight assists really stand out and I think that's part of why, he, or a big reason why he's overperforming because there's oh, yeah. been some pretty low... Um, like X, XAs um, that he's created that have resulted in goals. You know, so I think a lot of that's expected assists, but I, I could be wrong. So, I mean, if you've had him a long time, I don't think you can feel hard done by, particularly when he was, you know, at low low EO. Um, I mean, it, it is worth saying, I guess that's the best game out the way, isn't it? As in, Villa really have got very, very good fixtures. Obviously, they're very, very good at home, very dominant at home. And that feels like the the banker. I think that's the only one people are going to actually look at captaining him. Yeah. Captaining him in. I mean, the next game, obviously they're, they're away from home and then game week 12. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good home home game as well. Um, but I don't think home to Fulham's quite as good as home to Luton.
1: No, exactly. And I mean, Seb, you know, Richard just said they they've just played their best game of the run. Obviously this has got a nice run anyway, but Diaby's also on this list at 2.23 over, over performing his XGI. I said not that long ago that I thought it was just a bit of variance in Watkins will obviously do well, DRB blanked. Probably the next week, DRB's going to do well, Watkins will blank. Obviously, it happened this week. It, it does seem like whichever one you've got, you just kind of hold the one you've got, don't you?
2: Yeah, I mean, that seems reasonable. I think anyone who wildcarded recently could have... Three, as in a mm-hmm. defender, and then Diaby and Watkins, that'll be fine. But I've got some nice exposure this week. Although I think the reason some people don't have three is because you're probably aware you want to get away from those three in the next couple of weeks. So it's obviously booking transfers, transfers, which is reasonable. Just a couple of points as well to make on this, which is uh, relevant uh, relevant to Diaby and Watkins as well. When someone appears on this list with a large number of assists, generally. That can be at least somewhat explained by the fact that XA, as in Optas XA, expected assists, which is what we use here at Scout in the members area, doesn't include, for example, shot rebounds. And it doesn't include things like winning penalties, which I think Watkins has done too of. Mm-hmm. So you could probably take a couple of assists away there or a couple of XA away there, as it were. And he would still be overperforming, but it would be a little bit closer. Yeah. Also, we saw him score a hat-trick in a match where he had under one XG. So obviously he's going to be boosted at the top of this. Yeah. Um, I've also extended this to needs to have made five appearances now. So as of this week, they need to have made five appearances and average at least 45 minutes per match. So there might be some people who have played less than that, that do or don't appear on here, but it's still very small samples. But just trying to, you know, improve our our base samples so that the numbers on here are a bit reliable. And of course, you know, every week we always say this: someone like Son on here, sure. If you think Watkins is a good finisher, so on and so forth. Good finishers appearing on this list is expected. We call it expected goals, but it's kind of almost like average. Return from chances, if you know what I mean. Good players, should be better than average, should appear on this list. Which brings me to Darwin Nunes. Oh, that don't. Guy, I was just finish. about to lead you into this. Oh, I want going to do it. I want to go, I, I go again. I want to so, get my flowers. Seb. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, mate. <laughs> Looking at the bottom of this list here, somebody that we don't usually see on this list. Darwin Nunes, 7.4 million 10 points this weekend, goal and an assist. Looks like he's pretty much nailed on in the Premier League for Liverpool. Talk us through him, because obviously you have non-stop spoken about Darwin Nunes this season. You've wanted him, you got him in instead of Haaland on your wildcard. Talk to us. Should we all be getting Darwin Nunes for this lovely run?
2: Well, you know what, Andy North? I hadn't even noticed that Darwin knew you when know, <laughs> mean yeah. was at the bottom of this table, but gosh, isn't that a surprise? Um, yeah, I mean, I think Haaland's actually probably outscored him now with last week's score <laughs> over the few weeks I've had them, but, you know, half the price. And realistically, you know, it's the other players as well that I have in the team. But yeah, in isolation, I think, you know, my sort of my sort of joy aside Last season, spent a lot of time picking Darwin. It not going well, mostly because he could not finish. I think this is just a nice example. Of course, he's got assists here as well. So it might be assists contributing to this, as we just mentioned. But it's a good example of how, you know, a good striker, historically good striker, who is getting good chances, typically is going to return eventually, is going to start returning at at least an average rate, give or take. And even if they return slightly under, if they get a lot of chances, that's a good thing. I think the value of chances is higher than the value of finishing in terms of predicting FPL points. Of course, Darwin now is overperforming, so maybe we'd expect him to regress back a little bit. But yes, it's a nice little thing that I've been holding on to for, oh, I don't know, only about an entire year.
0: Yeah, big time. And If
1: anybody's (laughs) just listened to this for the first time, Rich loves his goalkeepers, although this year it's been defenders and he also has a bit of manly for players like Saka anymore. and Salah. But Seb has always been about Darwin, always been about Darwin. Um, Rich, you tempted to go with someone like Darwin, like maybe move off Watkins at some point and get a new
3: Nunez in? I think it would have to wait until the next two Villa yeah. fixtures are over. I, d- I did think about it earlier. I just don't think it's worth the transfer. I've not rolled a transfer all year. I'm really, really keen to, to finally do that. I did have two things. I mean, Seb actually already covered one of the things I was going to mention because obviously Seb mentioned that it doesn't include shot rebounds. Yeah. Um. So obviously that uh, that I imagine would be quite a big thing for Nunes. Also, you said that um, you filtered the table so there was they had to average forty five minutes per game. Mm-hmm. So. Was that so that Nunez was included in the table? I imagine it was... I, like, I can't
2: no, imagine he,
1: <laughs> Seb
3: would manipulate this table just
1: so Darwin's. I'm just Darwin's wondering. Doing. He would never no, do did that. Did it
2: used to be 50 minutes? <laughs> um, no, you, no, it used to be lower. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> um, it used to be lower. So no, no, I actually don't know what Darwin's average is. It's probably a bit harder than that. So we used to have... Each week I've just been upping it a little bit. So it, I think last time we looked at this a couple of weeks ago, it was a minimum of three appearances and it might have been half an hour per appearance. So just to update a bit, as we get more and more you know, games into the season, probably at some point stop at about 10 appearances minimum. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting
0: go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line
2: but i guess that wouldn't then include you know say someone who's broken into a side and has good minutes going forward but then they might be working with a really small sample so the goal is just to try and just to try and improve the sample we get to work with here so we're it's not minutes, looking at you know actually. that that sub that comes on mrs a mrs a sitter but has never played before
3: his minutes are actually improving though I mean, the fact he played, what, 79 in the last one,
2: and then against Brighton, he played like, actually went over
3: 90 minutes for the first time this season.
2: So he's had Hakpo. Obviously, Hakpo was back on the bench this weekend, but he was was out previously, which was probably what tipped me into getting Darwin, because I think that chance of him starting went up quite a bit. And then obviously, for understandable reasons, Luis Diaz isn't, I don't think he was in the team the weekend, may not be as well uh, for a minute, which, you know, is not something we want to see. But from an FPL point of view, of course, that does mean Darwin has another spot available to him. Yes.
1: Yeah, so they literally said, and I think me and Seb mentioned this on a member's stream five, six weeks ago now, that it looks like it's Darwin and Diaz in the league and then Gakpo and Jota uh, playing elsewhere. Because Jota came out after the game and said he wasn't supposed to be starting, Diaz was supposed to be starting. And obviously everything happened with Diaz, bless him. Uh, and so Jota started. So it is sounding more and more like Nunes seems to be, I wouldn't say nailed because he didn't play last week, did he? He was benched last week. Uh, But obviously game week 10, he did play. And it looks like he's going to play the majority of games. And we've said it for so long now that the underlying stats he puts up when he does play mean that if he gets those games, he's he's worth owning.
2: Without penalties, he's like Harland level. Uh, Not quite as good, but Harland level of underlying numbers. And we know he's probably not as good a finisher, although I think he's fine. But that's fine. You know, he doesn't have to be as good a finisher to still get good points. One thing I would just say on here, though, is like I obviously got him, was it three weeks ago now? Mm. Um, and actually managed to bench some of his points too. The window to get him probably is closing. I wouldn't necessarily say anyone should rush there. Obviously, it's filling my Haaland spot in the squad. So if you wildcarded last week, I think a good team probably had Haaland, Watkins, and Archer up front. I don't think I'd be doing Watkins to Darwin, and I don't think I'd be doing Haaland to Darwin. So, sure, there's probably a spot for him in some people's teams, but there is no need to go running and getting him. Mostly I just because don't I see a route listen, where people can go there, because like I already mentioned
3: with Watkins yeah. and Alvarez Bournemouth. Points, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, no exactly. but seriously,
2: I don't, I don't want people to mistake this. for like, you know, take a hit for Darwin. Probably, probably don't do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, let's have, a, let's have a look at some underperformance then. So this has been the Enzo Fernandez table this year. He has been top every single week that we've had him on there, mainly because of that missed penalty he's had. Uh, we got Rashford on there as well. Eze, when you think Eze hasn't played for so long, he's, he's still up here. Uh, Jackson, Bruno Fernandez, Brown, Brown there for uh, from Luton. Onana, Basuma, Gibbs White. Poor Gibbs White. Honestly, I think Rich said that when we sent this table in the WhatsApp. He was like, poor Gibbs White. People <laughs> have taken real chances on Gibbs White, and he's just not done it for us yet. Uh, McNeil, Zaniolo. I feel like Zaniolo is going to be uh, underperforming for probably about the next 10 months. Uh, and then Diaz is there as well. Um, interesting one here is obviously the two United lads. We mentioned these a lot. It, it wasn't a good result for us at the weekend, obviously, because we lost 3-0 to Man City and didn't look like, at any point, that we were going to score or even give them a match of a game. Um, got two nice fixtures coming up now, the Rich.
3: Underperforming. It's, it's so difficult, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people would say it's not difficult. Um, I yeah. mean, I did look at Saka to Bruno or Rashford, for example. I just don't think it's, I, I think I'm finally ready to say it's just not worth it. Even with I mean, the Fulham game's away and it's a lunchtime kickoff. Then you've got the money fixture at home to Luton and then Everton away. But then it's Newcastle away, Chelsea. So, yeah, I just I just can't see myself going there. I think it would be a bigger conversation if you've still got Bruno or Rashford. Mm. Do you then sell? Because you, you probably don't. You probably do now hold.
1: I mean, but I wouldn't be going there. Seb, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, and I was saying you just need to sell these lads because United are just an absolute mess. And I know you went down the route of the fixtures aren't too bad, and we're not investing in United. We're investing in the in the players. Hmm. If you still had Rashford and Bruno, and you had these three nice fixtures coming up, are you, are you still just holding?
2: So I, I had bruno until this week when i did bruno to saka which i guess you know with the fixtures made an awful lot of sense um i'm kind of hoping for more from saka to be honest given the fixture uh, and arsenal's performance i one of the transfers that's available to me this week with two free transfers is genuinely saka back to bruno of course i would then move away from that once more but i think as rich said you probably at this point if you've just wild carded out of them you aren't necessarily looking to buy unless yeah you have two free transfers and you're in my scenario where maybe there's a bit of a free hit to be taken there if you do still own one of them, especially Bruno minutes penalties, I think better. Yeah, better underlying numbers just than than Rashford here. I think you don't sell just yet, like especially get, if you get held those, through get the that City good game. Fixture. So yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, exactly, like, yeah.
3: You must have held through the City game for a reason. Yeah, and I mean it, we can't forget it was you know yesterday was City, so yes, while well, Man United have been bad. And I mean, the team looked particularly bad as well, as in like the, yeah. the, the team, the, the 11 <laughs> players that were picked.
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe it was I, th- a good I think, result I think this is, this is a trap we fall into so often, though. So, like, yeah, Man United aren't as good as Man United, right? The name that goes with that football team. Mm. But there are teams that are worse in the league that we would very happily pick players from. So, why is it that because, like, relatively, we think Man United are worse than they should be? Their assets are dead to us. Whereas, like, people will go pick players from. Teams lower than them in the table with worse players and poorer prospects. Sure, price comes into it a bit, I guess, but price hasn't been too much of an issue this season. So if Fernandez is worth getting, he's still worth getting. And I do think it's much more of an individual assessment um than say, you know, looking at Man United and going, Yeah, they're bad. Well, don't get any Man United player, get the good ones.
0: Yeah,
1: like a Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, right. Yeah, or, or, or just get stupid in.
0: Or,
2: or do that, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, speaking about, you know, fixtures and fixture swings as well, we wanted to bring up a table for you here. And this is from Lego Mane. I'm not going to lie. I have used this table more than I think any other table this year. And he updates it every week. And it's a... Um, uh, a jump-on, jump-off matrix is what he calls it. If you're not following Legomani already, give him a follow. He's got the uh, his handles at the bottom of this. And this is basically, and don't get me wrong, you could obviously change this if you wanted to based on what you consider to be a good fixture or a bad fixture. For instance, Man City there, Man United aren't a jump-on, but obviously they probably should have been. Um, but this is just looking... I find this most useful for looking at when fixture swings happen and when you want to maybe make a big change in your squad and move to certain players. Now... What a lot of us have been doing, and we've been targeting these last couple of weeks because teams like Arsenal, Liverpool, Brighton, Villa, Spurs as well to some extent, all of a sudden had really good fixtures really quickly. West Ham's another one, they've got a really nice run now. And what you usually find is obviously that they go on a good run and then all of a sudden they go on a bad run because they've used up all their good fixtures. And who then next goes on a really nice run? Now, what I wanted to do was just try, while well, we've got Seba Rich on here, is just say, what is the next kind of run that you're looking at? When is it that the players you've got at the moment, their good runs run out, and you then have to start thinking about another team? Now, we have to make sure that we think about the fact that there's a blank in game week 18 with Man City and Brentford, and then there will potentially be a double in game week 20. We're thinking that's when it's going to be. And obviously, Man City in particular have some nice fixtures just before that and after that. So, Rich, if I go to you first, is what is it that jumps out at you when you're looking at this jump on, jump off, that you're thinking, yeah, I need to make sure that by this point, I'm investing in some of these players or I'm ditching some of these players I've already got.
3: So Without jumping too far ahead, which I probably am here, for (laughs) me, it's because we haven't got that long to that blank in 18. So my eyes immediately look at game week 16, City have Luton, Palace, then they blank, then they've got Everton, and then maybe Sheffield United is is a double game week as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why I mentioned earlier. I'm I'm a bit annoyed at myself that I didn't keep Walker or go for a Guardiola. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, obviously this week's a good time to get for a Man City player because you've got Bournemouth one fixture. But really, the time to get on them is going to be game week 16. Yeah. You're probably going to want to look at. I mean, I don't know if De Bruyne will be back yet, but you'll almost certainly want one defender. I'm sure we we'll have discussions about Edison and Flecken. I mean, that's going to be coming up. I reckon in the next three or four weeks, that that's going to be quite a hot topic. It <laughs> <Yeah>, always is. <laughs> like almost certainly. If De Bruyne is not back, then I think people will go for, for Alvarez. Obviously, then you might have Haaland. Sorry, Seb. You might have Haaland. You might have Alvarez. And then Archer, for example. Mm-hmm. So in the blank, would you want to play Archer? So then you might have something about your third striker. But yeah, the main thing on my mind now is City. That's where I want to roll this week. Yeah, I know that's jumping really, really far ahead, though. I, I mean, d- it
1: creeps up though. Like, and like you said, it, it, it's maybe stashing a player on your bench that you just know you're going to want later on. Now, don't get me wrong, injuries happen and we've seen it a lot this season already. But hmm. stashing that player on your bench that you know you're going to want later on so you don't have to use a transfer is a, is a good tactic, isn't it?
3: No, it is. It is. And I mean, maybe the Man City ones are a bit expensive to do it with. Although Guardiola's only, what, five million? Yeah. For example. And I guess we're going to be coming off Villa players pretty quickly. As in, I mean, some people might hold into the Bournemouth in 14. So maybe that's a good point where you'll move to that Man City defender. That's the one I'm really looking at because I don't really see any runs that are that exciting. Like the the good runs now for this week start a Palace, according to this, and Man United.
1: Yeah. No, I know. Is that exciting. Well, P- Palace, I mean, you know, get a Tyreek Michelin and then he gets injured before the run starts. <laughs> no, so. I, miss, I, miss Eze,
2: I miss Eze, man. This was Eze season.
1: Yeah, I know. What about you, Seb? What are you kind of eyeing up when you're looking at this? Are you looking I mean, at a team that you're going to be jumping off of or jumping on?
2: I think Rich has nailed like the first World Pivot. Obviously, there is sort of a game week 14-ish, but that's covered by this period, I think. People who wildcarded it in 10 were looking at this, and you can see that bunch of teams, probably from Arsenal down to about Palace, give or take. Mm-hmm. You know, Your team will contain those players, probably almost exclusively, actually. Um, so then, yeah, the next sort of swing is 16, and I think the important ones there, Rich covered it, is City, um, Villa out, City in. You uh, don't need to apologise about, apologize about Haaland. I have a game week 16 Haaland plan which uh, with a 0.8 buffer so it should go all right oh, um, oh that'll be gone so, by then mate <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. um but yeah so yeah hopefully hopefully i'll be back on holland then that was that was the plan and you can see why it would be the plan and i wouldn't have any other city players by then i don't think which obviously is a bit tough but with the blank maybe that's nice i can then get them a bit later um which is why i think you know with this wild card Yeah, I did very well at first. You don't expect to go from 2 million to 60K. Maybe you hope to go from 2 million to 200K. So if I go 2 million, 60K, then down to 200 over this period, that's perfect. Even if it happened in one big green and five reds, I think it's important to remember that's fine. That was the plan. The only other thing then, looking even further ahead, but I think which covered that period lovely, is maybe 19. So this is just after that blank. The other way probably of trying to navigate city assets is dead ending into that blank. So you probably still want Haaland, I guess for Bluton and Palace then wildcarding even maybe a free hit. There is an opportunity for a free hit here um, rather than later in the season. But either way, you could wildcard then out of a team into 19. And I think that's probably the other period where there is a little swing. Yeah, City have already started to get good, but you can see they've got, what, five out of six lovely fixtures, according to Legomani here. Arsenal pick up fixtures again after having a, a tougher three. Maybe you drop from Liverpool to accommodate that, if you just look at those how those fixtures are spread. And then some cheaper teams. There's Villa back in there, Brighton. Spurs are okay, actually, throughout this. But maybe there's a bit of, you know, Madison, Son, Defender, I don't know, Negotiation. Negotiation. And then the other team I'd love to shout out here that we haven't mentioned yet is Chelsea. Now that oh, does start in 16.
1: I was going to do that one. Well oh, done. well, over well to you then, done. my friend. Over to you. No, 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 no go Chelsea. for it. Go for
2: it. Yeah, from no, Game no, Week please, 16. No, no, please, my friend. We talk too much. Yeah. Over <laughs> to you.
1: <laughs> no, I was, I was going to mention Chelsea because from Game Week 16 onwards, they've got six weeks where it just looks absolutely lovely. And Seb, I'll, I'll chuck it back over to you straight away. But <laughs> I, <I'm laughs> You've done enough talking. At, I'm looking at that run from Game Week 11. They've got Spurs away, Man City at home, Newcastle away, Brighton at home, Man United away. So many people are jumping on Palmer. And it just screams to me that it's it's too early. Like I know he's on pens, I know he's looked good. Oh what now? But those fixtures, yeah, so many people are doing it, so many people are doing it on wildcard. And I'm just looking from game week sixteen, that that seems the time. And I know people are doing it early, but it for me, game week sixteen, I mean, that run is just ridiculous.
2: I think I mean, yeah, I completely agree with it being ridiculous from sixteen, and I think Palmer, obviously Nkunku. We'll see uh, when Mm. he's back. I'm not, so the last I read was around about 16, which I think is early December, is training, I think, as in training with the team. Now that doesn't mean he's necessarily going to play. It could be another month or it could be the next week, depending on how injury rehab goes. We'll know more closer to the time. And also, actually, if you go Google it, you can probably find out more than me now. But I think a Chelsea defender, you know, one of those Rhys James or Chilwell players, those ones that always fit and available and never let us down. But you know I'll do it. You know I'll do it. Um, sure a Jackson, maybe. I guess we'll get more time to learn if he can finish and even keep his place in the team. But he could be available. And then you mentioned Palmer. I can see why people are doing it now. So when Unkunku comes back, sure his place could be slightly under threat, not directly, but in terms of obviously numbers in the team. But if he's continuing to play as well as he is, I would argue he's probably their best attacker at the moment, both by eye and by stats, and penalties, which Unkunku could take off off him of course but he's still cheap enough for that not really to matter yeah maybe people have gone early but you play a wild card there's a 4.9 or 5 million good minutes penalty owning cheap player for a good team with some great fixtures around the corner i think you get him now if you're on wild card uh you know if i'd gone a few weeks later i would have done the same
1: rich you've you jumped on him early didn't you is that because you like what you saw and he's going to do okay in these five weeks or was he a bit of a stash as an eighth attacker for you
3: I mean, a lot of it was to do with price, yeah. but he does rotate. Obviously, I've done the rotation horrifically after one game week, but in theory, <laughs> yeah. Palmer, Mbumo, and, and Yael Pedro, there is a rotation there um, for, the, for the next few weeks. Yeah. Um. I also wanted to touch on two other things. Um. Obviously, Trippier, Newcastle's fixtures, mm-hmm. get very, very good. And actually, I thought I had on wildcard because I early drafts, I had Trent. And a big reason I had Trent was, well not only because Trent's incredible he's got great fixtures you can then go Trent right up until about game week 16 and then you can downgrade him inverted commas to Trippier and get that incredible run so I think there's going to be more money going back into defense although a lot of us who've got Watkins probably are going to downgrade him so we might have a little bit of money knocking around by then also Seb mentioned about free hitting game week 18 and that's the one quirk of this because game week eighteen, Villa have an incredible fixture. I think it's she- yeah, it's Sheffield United at home. So obviously, we talked about selling Villa players to get City players, who then blank. But then Aston Villa have that incredible fixture against Sheffield United. Hmm. So I can see some merits in the free hit for game week eighteen. And if we don't need the free hit later in the season, which people like Ben Credlin seem to be suggesting, it won't be as powerful as it has been you know in previous seasons.
1: Yeah. I think um, I I completely agree with everything you guys already said. I think it's always interesting to look at something like this in terms of where are we going to get our next kind of, you know, differentials between everybody else. I I don't mean differentials as in low-owned players. I mean, who are we going to be jumping on next and knowing it early? I mean, that Villa, I, I do genuinely think a lot of people are going to be jumping off Villa from game week 13 onwards. But the other thing I wanted to say was... Game week thirteen looks absolutely horrendous. Yep. (laughs) Like I've we I think we flagged this up a couple weeks ago and just said because when we were looking at captaincy and the one week that was really hard to say was game week thirteen and game week thirteen like it it just looks awful. Man City are playing Liverpool. Newcastle have Chelsea. um, Who's the other one? Villa have Spurs. And you're looking at it thinking, who the hell are we going to captain? Like I'm I'm just looking at that team and thinking, where am I? points going to come from and I mean Brighton have Forest away which could be an okay one in terms of having players for it but I mean I'm going to be playing Archer at this rate he's got Bournemouth at home <laughs> yeah that was another
3: genuinely it was a small reason for Pedro yeah over over, over Archer who funny enough did actually get benched this week Um, they both well they both did yeah um but yeah 13 was a funny one because every wild card I looked at I then ran it through planners and every time I got to 13 I was like I've done this wrong and then, then obviously when I actually looked at the fixtures, it was like, Oh, there's not really a way to do this. Right. Yeah. As in really all you can do is have like a cheap third striker who you hope's going to play. I think some palace players like you went for yourself. Um, You're Bowen as well. Mm-hmm. Don't know. I guess you're going to hold him holding yeah. that long. They've got okay fixtures, but there's no one with like a the home banker fixture. I think the closest is Spurs against Villa. Yeah. And I, I don't really see it as a true banker. It's just one of the better home fixtures for a, a decent team.
2: If you had a free hit that week, who would you captain? So you can pick any player.
3: Yeah, it's not nice, is it? Probably Son or Haaland.
1: Yeah, I mean
2: Haaland.
3: But Harland is Liverpool. Liverpool. That does seem a bit silly, but I'd it be, is at home. I'd
2: be tempted by an Arsenal player, Brentford away. It's just who, though. Like, it, I mean, uh, it'd be Saka, wouldn't it's it? It's being away, though, isn't it? It's, it's
3: the away element to it.
1: It's a really, really tough week. Like genuinely, yeah, so I it's almost the feel like you don't
3: in a way it's so bad. I almost feel like you don't need to plan for it. Just well, accept that it's gonna be it's gonna be crap.
1: Was, that was my next question is how much emphasis do you put on game week thirteen? Do you just accept it's probably gonna be a low week? Everybody's probably gonna have a low week because the people that own the big scorers from that week are probably gonna be very low owned anyway. So do you just ignore it, probably roll and just build after that, if that makes sense?
3: Funnily enough, looking at the jump on, jump off. That's the time you'll be, well, jumping onto Arsenal. You've got the Brentford game you mentioned, or oh, Burnley.
1: And jumping off. you have
3: got, like, home to West Ham, home to Sheffield United, away to Wolves. Yeah. So maybe that's a week for someone like Charlie Taylor. Like, just... God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Lyle Foster. Honestly, he's a good jump off route for not only Pedro, but for Nketiah as well. If
1: you, get, if you get Lyle Foster in 13, he's got West Ham at home, Sheffield United at home, and then Wolves away.
3: Yeah. It, honestly, it's one worse. of the ones that's... It's not being ruled out. It's not been ruled out. And I don't no. think Nketiah owners would have ruled that out either. I think he was ill this weekend.
1: Yeah. Um, Rich has just mentioned him there, by the way. Shout out to our boy, Praz, getting Nkechia in and obviously getting his hat-trick. Absolutely beautiful. And he got a lot of stick for going Nkechia as well. Oh, really? And obviously the best way to do it is to uh, <laughs> shove it back in their faces when he gets a hat-trick. So, well <laughs> done, Praz. We all love I was, him.
3: I was so happy for him. The only thing I was upset about, because I, I messaged him when they got the penalty, and I was honestly, I wanted Nkechia to take that more than anything in the world. He held it as well, <laughs> didn't he? And then it got taken He had off the him. ball. Yeah, yeah, he had the ball. <laughs> They that's, love that's that all i that wanted because because he's so lowly owned it wasn't gonna like affect affect rank yeah. but it would have been i mean it's memorable as it is that he got a hat trick but if he got four goals it's
1: brilliant reminds me of a certain uh pookie getting a hat trick anyway let's yes. uh... he didn't
3: captain he didn't captain in care though so no
1: that's all right mate all right <laughs> Just um right. saying let's move on to uh the under 5.5 million uh players now so we're seeing a lot of good value come out this year, and we're seeing a lot of players that we're very surprised have done as well as they have quite a few on penalties as well now obviously, you know Seb especially has moved off Haaland and has got kind of money to spare all over his team um we've got uh, obviously got Harlan, but we've got so many uh, amazing bargain players and we we kind of want to look at who are the best ones to own now. This is also in reaction a little bit to the fact that Neto's got injured. A lot of people had Neto. He was playing well. He was getting, I think he had eight returns in a row, um, which is just ridiculous when you consider he's a Wolves player. Uh, But we're looking here at the table based on who has contributed the most XGI. And I'm assuming this is per 90, is it, Seb?
2: It is indeed, yeah.
1: Yeah. So Palmer's at the top, 0.84 per ninety for XGI, which is pretty good. Uh Pedro in second, obviously on penalties. Huang, McBurney, uh, McNeil, Decordova, Reed, uh, Enzo Fernandez, who was obviously top of the uh the uh, underperformers as well. Uh Cash, DeCore, Morris, Cunha, Suchek, Alanga, Eddie Ketcher, Zaniolo, um, and then Eduard at the bottom there. Now we've already mentioned Palmer a little bit here. But the fact that he is getting 0.84 XGI per 90, we've already mentioned he's passing the eye test as well. He's looking good. But Seb, we have just mentioned there, haven't we, that by the time his fixtures are looking very, very good, there is a certain Mr. Christopher Nkunku who's kind of just going to be kind of tapping us on the shoulder and saying, maybe not.
2: Sure. I mean, I think we need to reserve judgment on that until we A, know he's fit, and B, have some sort of idea how... That tactical Can I comment
3: work? on that really quickly. Because I because I read somewhere that I think it was similar to what Seb had, that he was gonna be possibly be back on grass like early December. Yeah. I think any predictions that he's even gonna get any minutes, it's more likely. I mean, if he gets some minutes, you know, by the end of the year, as in twenty twenty three, I think that would be above expectations at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think we have to just yeah. eliminate him from thoughts. But now, because that would be like what game week twenty-one, off the top of my head. Nineteen
2: is turn of the year, so Palmer's pretty nailed them. So yeah, I I mean, we've got long enough to find out, right? So yeah, like like Rich said, what I'd seen is that you know back in training, but with a bad injury, that is still a long way away from in the team probably. But you know, it's it's far away enough from that estimated return to training date that it could be better it could be worse we don't know and we have enough time to react to that which is then the same for palmer right there's enough time for him to completely go off the boil to lose penalties to sterling anything anything like that so right now i think palmer's a great shout but we have time to find out what's going to happen with chelsea before that fixture run he looks you know brilliant here right he's fully clear mm. at the top here i've taken two penalties i believe which obviously contributes massively towards that 0.84 he also is probably one of the players on this list with the fewer minutes or at least towards the lower end so you would expect 0.84 to come down a bit as he gets more minutes and as naturally he gets you know fewer chances per minute he plays but he's still going to be near the top he's still a great price and playing for a team that you would say that you know it's possible he keeps getting chances because this is a team that will probably generate chances Jao Pedro on penalties as well. So, you know, he's near the top. Goes to show that penalties, great. Minutes, really great. Huang Hee-chan as well, I think is an interesting one. I guess if you had Neto, you know, and you like Wolves, there's there's another Wolves player there for you. Worth noting that he's pretty clear in terms of goals and assists return on this list. But obviously only third and quite significantly in third, you know, closer to the middle of the pack in terms of uh, XGI per 90, which I think goes back to that overs table we showed, right? He has been... Inverted commas, overperforming. Either that's because he is brilliant at turning those underlying numbers into, into the things that matter, or he's got a bit lucky. Probably a bit of both. But I think it's worth just keeping that in mind uh, for him. And then I think the last thing, just throw that back over to you, Andy, that point out here is this is midfielders and forwards uh, under 5.5. 5. Uh, obviously. Defender. Is there a defender in there? Who do I miss? Matty Cash. Ah, uh, oh, well, I was going to say I took defenders out because. Obviously, when you talk about defenders, a cheap defender is often a lot cheaper yeah. than a cheap midfielder or forward. But what I wanted to show is the, the cheap attacking options in our team so that you can accommodate like a Haaland, Salah, Son, Trent, Trippier, whatever team. Also, with Neto out, there's some direct replacements. But apparently, I'm also recommending Matty Cash. But hey, Louis's doing well compared to midfielders and forwards. Those are some nice numbers. Yeah, big time. And I mean, we've got
1: to talk about Eddie and Ketcher at the bottom there, Rich, uh, five goals. Got obviously got a hat trick the weekend. We know somebody that owned him. Uh, is he somebody we should be looking at? Because Arsenal's fixtures aren't too bad. Obviously this week's not too nice, but they're not too bad after that. Jesus out for a little bit. So is in, is Eddie and kind of a, a short term punt?
3: I think I should just quote what I saw Praz say on Twitter earlier. That yeah. I mean he's plans to bench Inketia this week against Newcastle. I mean maybe he won't, but you know he's he's looking at that option. Which, to be honest, I think I I can understand. You know, it's a tough fixture. It's away at Newcastle as well. Um, Then they've got a good fixture, and then Jesus might might be back. So I think he actually advised people not not to buy him. Um, I bet he did. I bet he did. (laughs) Yeah, know. it's like it's like (laughs) said with Darwin all over again, isn't it? It is. is It's like said with Darwin again. (laughs) I mean, mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be buying ahead of Newcastle away. You know, either you've got him or you don't. Um, If you've got him, I can understand if you play him. I can understand if you bench him, but you're not going to be bringing him in this week. yeah. Not for the Newcastle away fixture anyway. I mean, maybe there'll be some news that Jesus is going to be out longer than expected. And obviously scoring a hat-trick is only going to be good for you, your expected minutes. I don't think there's going to be any doubt over his minutes, you know, going yeah. into the Newcastle game, for example.
1: I, st- I still I still doubt the fact that he's going to play every game, even when Jesus is out.
2: If, if 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 Jesus, unless Jesus is out for longer, like we get news of that, I think you'd go nowhere near him. If yeah. you picked him last week fabulous call take your points and run there's you know his minutes i would have advised no one to pick him last week either and i would have been wrong in terms of you know the points delivered but if you look at it aside from you know the match he played he's got a hat-trick brilliant but even if he's got a hat-trick every match you might get one more playable match out of him before jesus is back unless we get news on jesus so i just don't think i think it's a points chasing pick if you go there unfortunately i mean
3: if jesus was out though and i mean out longer i mean obviously after the newcastle game it is you know it's burnley at home so i mean yeah. that's incredible brentford away is okay then you've got Wolves at home looting away so i mean just basically i'm not saying people would wish injury on someone but if i imagine if you're owning Ketia, if jesus could just take that a little bit longer to return yeah I mean, if, if, if jesus train... is out
2: for longer i think then absolutely different conversation yeah but it's also worth noting as well that you know Other Arsenal assets also have those fixtures. So if it's the fixtures that's really doing it for you, as opposed to, say, the striker spot and the 5.5 or the hat-trick, Odegaard, Martinelli, uh, Saka, I was going to say Gabriel, maybe not, Um, but, you know, some of the defenders, you can access those fixtures still via Arsenal. Um, So it's more just a price point thing. And I think maybe that ship has sailed, unfortunately, if you're looking Um at that.
1: I'm calling it now, Seb's two weeks away from moving Darwin to Eddie and Ketcher. It's going to happen. If Jesus gets injured, that
2: sounds really sensible.
1: (laughs) It does. It gets injured, Um, stays injured. But I've said it now, so now you're, in the back of your head, you're going to be like, I can't do it because Andy said I'd do it. I can't do it now.
2: I know your game. I know your game. Fortunately, (laughs) I'm not nearly clever enough to fall for that because I set my team before. Yeah, just, just make some random moves and not check lineups.
1: Right, uh, so now we're talking about, obviously, how many points people are going to be getting in the next couple of weeks. We're going to move uh, blah, 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 blah. we're going to move on to our overs and unders. So, how much
2: is a uh, blah, blah, blah? I'd like that, uh, blah, blah,
1: blah, blah. What was it like, the other week? I couldn't stop saying thingy and what's his name. Um, so we're going to, we've got our overs and unders here. So these are some players. It's, it's a little less exciting, I would say, this week because these are players that have questionable minutes maybe moving forward, or they've got some tough games moving forward. But we do have, first up on the list, Eddie and Ketcher so he's got Newcastle away then Burnley at home then Brentford away now it's quite mean this one because Seb and Rich at the moment have no idea when Jesus will be back so it could be that Ngeccia literally plays the next game but I've put him as 11.5 points for the next three weeks so what do you think Rich do you think over or under 11.5 points
3: yeah that's tough it's the Burnley it's all on that Burnley at home game but he could do something away um. Obviously, international breaks between Burnley and Brentford. We've got two more, two more game weeks till then. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over.
0: I, like
1: I
3: think it. I think that Burnley fixture is good enough. I mean, I was just looking actually. I mean, earlier I was looking at you know the games that he's played when Jesus has been out, and it is actually quite incredible. Not just the underlying data, but the points as well. And I feel like we we have missed out, especially those of a certain wildcard that didn't do it. Yeah. He was severely overlooked. I'm going to go over.
2: Ridiculously, he's probably a better FPL points returner than Jesus. I think, like, of Jesus is better for Arsenal, obviously, in the team. But in terms of FPL, if you could choose one of them, you'd maybe rather have Nketiah be the starting striker? Because he does seem to be more of a goal threat than Jesus. I love
1: the over and unders, because it, it like you, you both taught so much logic, and then this comes on and you both go, actually, like... He could be really good <laughs> start like, convincing <laughs> yourself. I love it. So, Sam, what fair, are you doing? I think,
2: I think it's always like the three-week horizon, right? Because we obviously, you know, the main argument for Enquetia. Oh, I'm going under, by the way. I think, you know, Jesus, according to the FBL site, which is all I've got at the moment, Jesus is back for Burnley. So, even if, like, he loses 20 minutes at the end, nothing against Newcastle. He's got to get, so what, nine, Trust, ten points against the FBL Burnley? site. Wow, that's all I've got. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got to get nine, ten points against Burnley. So yeah, maybe that's a goal and, and a return. But he's got to, he's got to start against them. So I think, I think probabilistically, Andy, <laughs> he. Uh, he gets under 11.5 but of course there's a world where he gets over especially if Jesus is up.
1: Yeah. Uh next up is uh Alvarez for Man City so he's got Bournemouth at home. Oh, what a lovely fixture that is. Uh then Chelsea away and Liverpool at home. So two quite tricky fixtures after that one. I've got him at 13.5 at the moment. We know he's practically nailed in this team. Um so what do you think Seb 13.5 over or under?
2: What, what did he get this week because he got over two t- did Three. he get oh no it was the week before i was thinking well he did get it <laughs> was what did he get this week guys <laughs> i mean i mean i mean what i don't so know that, 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 that rubbing it in wouldn't go very long would it um <laughs> There was a very bad joke to make there that i didn't make i'm proud of myself mum um so yeah, he got nine the, the week before which was a goal i think so like if he gets a single return against bournemouth i think he goes under But anything more, and he basically gets enough in the Bournemouth fixture for him just to have to turn up against Chelsea and Liverpool. So I will go just over, because it could be like 10, 11 points, Bournemouth, and then a couple in Chelsea and Liverpool, and he just scrapes over. Obviously, a couple of goals in Bournemouth, and it's over.
1: Yeah, Rich?
3: Yeah, I'll go over.
1: Yeah, I quite like that one being over as well. Uh, Anderson next uh, for Crystal Palace, who's been the defender to own for Crystal Palace. Got an assist again at the weekend as well, even though they lost Uh, 2-1. 12.5 points I got him as. Uh, He's got Burnley away, Everton at home, Luton away. Nice fixtures, not too bad. Uh, 12.5, Rich, what do you think? Over or under?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's two away. I'm going to go over. It's two promoted teams and Everton. Although Everton aren't that bad, but it's at home. Yeah, over.
2: Over. Set. Uh, well, he's got to get a couple of clean sheets and that, hasn't he? And then maybe some bonus or whatever. Um, yeah, could just scrape over. If you'd gone 13.5, I might go under. So I guess I'm predicting 13. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> next
1: up, we've got Diaby. Obviously, we've spoken about this the swings with him and Watkins at the moment. They don't seem to like returning in the same game. Uh, Nottingham Forest away, Fulham at home, Spurs away. Oh, I've got Miss 14.5, Seb. You're going over or under some nice fixtures.
2: Yeah, um, silence. That's good Good podcast content there. Um, I am tempted to go under, so say nothing Tottenham. You need those returns against Follett, Forest and Fulham. Forest away wow. is probably quite considerably harder than mm. Forest at home, off the top of my head. So I will go just under. He did, well you got golden assist this week and returned, was it 12-13 odd? So do that and it's fine. But maybe just one return in that period and he goes under, so I'll go just under.
1: Yeah, Rich?
3: He got quite good minutes this week after I'd Holes in them, (laughs) and things I said. I did backtrack a little bit last week, Um, (laughs) and that's for someone in the chat said. I I always say I like every player, and look what happens when I don't. Um,
1: Exactly, I'm going to go under. Under. Uh, next up, a player that we haven't spoken about tonight, but he's actually he's done really well this season is Um Thirteen point five points. I got him at. He's got Luton away up next. I mean, he could get that just in that fixture. Then Brentford at home. Then Man City away. He's racking up the assists. And you talk to any Liverpool player, he has been very, very good this year. He's looking like a classy little boy. So, Seb, what do you think? Thirteen point five over or under.
2: By the way, I have no idea if that was correct, but that was a gorgeous pronunciation. So Jabrilsley. Thank yeah, you. man, it just hadn't had a little bit of a of you know zazz on it, didn't it? Yeah, uh, he's <laughs> probably like <laughs> been <laughs> Liverpool's player of the season, right? Yeah, and obviously you know away from FPL, in terms of how he's made that team work in the midfield, and especially going into like kind of the eight role. I mean, he's wearing number eight, but the eight role as opposed to sort of inside ten winger, number ten in in uh, in RBL and and I guess before that as well. He had, to be fair, he had played deeper before that when he was in Austria, but obviously that's not been for a while. So I think it's impressive how quickly he settled into that team, mm. how quickly not only he's worked for that team, but how he's made that team work. I think he's made the biggest difference to Liverpool being better this year than, than last year. And with all of that said, I will go under because I think he is playing the eight, not 10. 13.5 is decent here for someone who can probably hope to get one, maybe two assists in that period. So I think as an FBL asset, You could go there and you could do brilliantly but i think there are better liverpool players available to us as a real life asset i think he's been fabulous this year
3: yeah rich yeah i was looking at this he's averaging about 0.3 just over 0.3 xgi per game um to be honest that's nearly all assists yeah i I haven't looked at the split of set pieces and corners since robertson was out but i actually do want to look at that you know just to see if that's increased over the last couple of games I'm going to go under I I mean I do like him but I think there's so many good midfielders cheap midfielders on penalties yeah
1: I, he yeah, is,
3: I, I I'm gonna go under as well. He
1: is fast turning into one of my favourite players to watch. He's so good to watch. He's such a silky player. But is
3: it fun for FPL? No, no,
1: no. Well that, like, uh, yeah. I'm just talking about players yeah, as in like I get to what you watch mean, him. yeah. Um and last one, someone that I think I might have seriously gone too low on this, but it's all about minutes. Evan Ferguson, those fixtures. I mean, Everton away, Sheffield United at home, Forrest away. I've got him as 11.5, purely because I have no idea which fixtures he's going to start or not. But when he plays, he returns. 11.5 million. What do you think, Rich, over or under?
3: I mean, there were some comments from De Zerbi saying that Fatty and Pedro are I... in the first you, know, are their first, you know, if they play their first team. Yeah. But I don't understand it when you've got Ferguson.
1: Who's so good when he
3: plays. He is, but he, oh, he, he has played 90 minutes once. I was looking at his minutes very closely. When um when I, when they were on four subs. <laughs> I, this is a tr- really tricky one. I suppose it would... I'm going to go over because I guess he's going to score a goal across the three games. Yeah. I'm going to go over, but it doesn't feel... I don't feel confident. I mean, it could it's be important. literally... The range of outcomes here could be three points up to, you know, 25.
1: He's really tough one to do. Honestly, when I was doing this, trying to think of a projected score for him was so tough. Seb, what do you think? Over or under 11.5?
2: I think Rich is right when it comes down to minutes, doesn't it? If he gets the minutes, he gets the points. And I think with... I don't I don't know when Welbeck is back. Um, and I won't check the FPL site this time. Um, so I think with Welbeck out, yeah, Lalana I suppose, is an option. Although I think realistically, Jao Pedro and Fatty are the competition. Worth knowing as well that De Zerbi did criticise Jao Pedro a lot earlier in the season. And so if he's now saying Pedro Pedro and Fatty are his first choice... Fatty also hasn't played all that much. They did start in, in Europe when so, I guess they needed points.
3: Was the criticism, but, was that when he said he needs to learn the system? It, to like that effect,
2: of- but it, was, it wasn't it was just system, was it? It was like out of possession stuff, which obviously is a big part of the system, yeah. but it was an individual like criticism of his performance as well, not just like time. I think, you know, is he just doing, I haven't heard these comments, but is he doing a similar thing with Ferguson? I know he got he got a return. It was a goal, wasn't it? At the weekend. Yeah. But literally all I saw was like a sofa score. Rating, but with a goal, he was still like under a seven, which is a surprise. You know, goals boost you up a lot on those apps. So that suggests he either wasn't uninvolved or maybe didn't link up that well. So massive clutch of straws, but maybe that's where the Derby's coming from. But I think just with World well Back out, you probably do get the minutes. Even if you get 20 off the bench, we've seen Pedro get points from that. With those fixtures, I think you get over 11.5. If he gets like 90 of those, all, all three, you could probably double it.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, we I... comment quickly on, because I know we talked a lot about, well, obviously. Brighton attackers, and obviously Welbeck is out. But then Lalana, uh, he was out injured. Mm-hmm. He didn't play any minutes in Europe. But then he started at the weekend. So I guess while we've got Welbeck out, now Lalana's there that can play. You know, in the ten. Yeah. So there is that little bit more competition. So I guess Welbeck being out is not as big as we thought because Lalana is now back. If that I think makes him, sense. him
2: coming straight back in though is because, as you say, Fatty and Pedro got Europe, and it has mm-hmm. like Brighton have rotated a fair bit. I have not paid the level of attention that Luke may have done to, say, City in the past, so uh, there's probably smarter people than me out there for Brighton, but it seems to be a Decent pattern that you know the people who are going to start in Europe in the week maybe don't start the weekend and vice versa. Obviously, assuming tactics and you know minutes and everything and injuries allow that to be the case. There is no Europe this week, but again, I think there is next week. So worth just keeping an eye on. You know, if you're thinking about these sort of transfers, worth keeping an eye on those minutes alongside the injuries. Yeah,
3: but I think the thinking was because, like you alluded to, Fatty's obviously very new to the team, isn't he? He, you know, he's not been there the whole season. So, and I think there's a lot of thought that he's been eased in, so he wasn't going to play two games. In a row, whereas Pedro has. I mean, Pedro had started two league games before then. So I guess the point just is that Lalan has muddied the waters a little bit. He's muddied the muddy waters, the already muddy waters.
1: I I, I feel like Ferguson reminds me an awful lot of like Foden in terms of I, I always wanted to own Foden for the last like two, three seasons, but I could never pick the right time to own him, if that makes sense. And it feels the same with Ferguson. Like I just feel like I want to own him at some point. But knowing when to own him is in like when he's gonna get that run of games is so tough. Like it's a bit like Seb with Darwin, like, you know, it's that player where you know if he gets a run of games, he's gonna do really well. But trying to pick when that run of games is gonna be is really tough. But Ferguson, if he if you knew, like Seb said, that he was gonna be starting all those games, you'd put him at twenty point five and you two would be debating whether he gets those points. Like yeah. He, he is such a good pick but only when he's getting the minutes
3: when i think get to that price point though there's so many other options because you get to the six million and yeah. you've opened up a whole load of strikers who actually then then the strikers are on penalties as well yeah, yeah. um and obviously the previous you know slide issue sh- showed with the you know overperformers at low the the penalty takers were there basically yeah, yeah. you didn't see ferguson and on a, on a table like that but you do see the penalty takers so Yeah, I think once you hit that 6 million, it's also not as easily benchable, I don't think. And you've got, you know, you've got 4.5 million striker available to you. Spending 1.5 million extra is very different to spending like, you know, 0.5 for, you know, Foster or 0.8 for Pedro.
2: I do think the point you made there, Andy, is like real astute about the difference between enjoying a player in real life and then being good for FPL. Now, obviously, you know, previously, that's a sort of similar example, right? Someone who is beautiful to watch in real life, but maybe not a great FPL asset, at least relative to their other teammates. And Ferguson's similar. You know, you mentioned Foden. Every time he played, you'd be like, oh my goodness, he's so good, and he could be so good for FPL. I I want that, but it Yeah, I guess it's important to recognise that you wanting it doesn't necessarily manifest it. What you need is you need Ferguson to start getting 90s very consistently and predictably as well for him to become an FBL asset. In the same way that, you know, if you were picking Foden in the past, you probably were gambling on lineups every weekend more than you should have done, even if when you got it right, the points did come. Yeah, exactly. He was also,
3: Foden was a captain option before Haaland was around. And now
2: you're not going to captain I guess if you knew he was starting. Yeah, as in if you knew... You'd go De Bruyne, wouldn't you? Like, that was always the... Before Haaland, City were De Bruyne and then Aguero. I mean, I think they were all... I mean, you could
3: captain Mares, you could captain Sterling. I remember triple captain in Foden. I I feel like before there was a talisman up front... Mares was always
2: that you needed an injury and then a double game week and then he was gold. That was always what I remember yeah.
3: with him. Uh, yeah, I just think you wouldn't captain another City player now with, with Haaland there, but I feel like there was yeah, a genuine debate before. Um, oh, if you, I, if you
2: mean as in like if he was in... Yeah, okay, for, yeah, fair
3: enough. Yeah.
2: Haaland is just default now, yeah. Right,
1: let's move on to some teams, boys. Let's move on to some bus teams. Uh, Shut
2: up, Shut up, you two. Yeah, so... <laughs> I want to talk so, about Classic City. This I know,
1: oh, we, we, maybe Mate, we can I do know. a separate pod about Aguero, we'll so, about Aguero. I remember, I think,
2: I think it was like 20, 2016. Yeah. I remember Aguero <laughs> and Jesus rotating. I remember wildcarding. I think it was wildcarding, wildcarding into both of them because I was just like, "Ah, oh, screw it! I can't pick it. I'll have both That's of them." I'll get points somewhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So I've got uh, Ariola in goal at the moment. Then Simicus, uh, Burn, Cash, Bowen, Saka, Gordon, Son, Salah, Watkins, and Harland, captain. Um, not going to lie, I am very, very tempted to play uh, Charlie Taylor over Burn. Um, I I just feel yeah. like Crystal Palace have much Man, less off, chance chance of scoring yeah have much less chance of scoring than Arsenal do if I'm perfectly honest I feel like that game's going to finish like 1-0 um I'm not feeling great about owning 3 players from that fixture but it just is what it is the rest of the team feels absolutely fine to be perfectly honest Harlan captain, I don't think there's any real thought about that at all. Just I, I feel like that's obviously where, where I'm going to go. I'm most likely going to roll this week because I like the fixtures next week. So I'm probably going to roll and then I've got some transfers to play with again. And I like having two transfers um, moving forward. So yeah, I, I, there's not too much to decide this week really. It's just obviously, like I said, brought Saka in knowing I wanted him for the Sheffield United game and I wanted him for the Burnley game as well. just means that I've got to have him for this Newcastle game too. So... Yeah, I, I don't feel like the rest of it's too bad. I think it's okay. There's not too much to say about this one, I don't think.
2: I think playing... I mean, if Mitchell was not orange flagged oh, here, would you, you'd consider him overburn, yeah. right? Yeah, well, that's why yeah, I, so I think He
1: was supposed to be playing uh, this week, yeah.
2: Oh, I think, in that case, I'm pretty confident in saying that you should play Taylor Burn here. Yeah, yeah.
3: I agree. I mean, we talked, didn't we... I think, was it last week? Well, you went here, Andy, but we talked about the Palace attack. Yeah. How how bad it is. Yeah. As in, how bad it looks, you know, with the injuries that they've got.
1: Yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> like it's and Jerry then the Byrne.
3: then the Burnley defence doesn't look great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be the counter. The other thing I could do is I could play Mitchell instead of Burn, and then if he doesn't play, I get Taylor in.
2: That's a good shot, actually. Yeah, because yeah, he's not, he's very unlikely to get minutes off the bench. Yeah, famous last exactly.
3: words. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm glad you're I'm glad your dilemmas about as excited as mine. <laughs> oh, it's a
1: weird week. It, this week yeah. is weird, and then obviously game week thirteen going. That's going to be the worst one. Um right, Rich, let's have a look at your team then. Talk us through your best team. Oh, there he is. Slab head at the back.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean this is this is my team, I'll read out quickly, and then there's two mild dilemmas. Um so Ariola in goal, Cash, yeah, Maguire, Simikas. And um, then I've got Palmer, Embramo, Saka, Son, Salah, Harlan Captain, and Watkins. The two dilemmas are do I play Charlie Taylor over Harry Maguire? So obviously Taylor's at home to Palace. Maguire's away at Fulham. I'm leaning Maguire at the moment. I'm, I am still. I think that's partly because it would be hilarious if Maguire scored. But then again, <laughs> it'd be funny if Charlie's Taylor scored two in a row as well. Um, and then Yao, Pedro Palmer. That's a that's a dilemma. Obviously, they're both penalty takers. They both got good underlying stats. Yeah. That's I, a real pickle. That one. <laughs> I know. Who I, I I, the I whole know plan was to start same. Pedro, but I just need to have a good think about it.
1: I think I'd, I'd start Pedro personally. I don't know what Seb would do. I feel like Pedro to start I, that game.
2: I was looking to see if we might get a lineup, but it's Fulham and Man United, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. for what it's worth, I'd definitely start Maguire over Taylor. Um, I mean, it's, it's minutes, isn't it? If Jar Pedro was starting, you'd play him over Palmer, wouldn't you?
3: 100%. Yeah, so 100%. So Although, I, I guess after what Mbume did last week and,
2: and seeing Palmer's stats you know, against Brentford. I mean, and Pedro's on penalties as well, though. Like, I don't, I think, I don't think, I don't think it's like, so your Mbumo decision, I think, was fine, by the way. It was mine that was stupid. Yours was, you know, Chelsea away entirely fine. I think similar here, right? Tottenham away is, even if Palmer's good, is a tougher fixture than Everton away. And I think Jao Pedro is not so much worse, or Brighton on so much, so much worse than Chelsea, probably better than Chelsea attacking-wise, that I think it makes sense to start Jao Pedro. So it's just the minutes call. And if, based on what we just discussed a minute ago, there is... Maybe there's cut midweek? Sorry, I don't know. I know no, there's Brighton not... Brighton haven't got a game. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I think Joe Pedro starts, mate. Didn't start but last I think, weekend. I think he does. If so that do Ferguson criticism is real, I think there's a real chance. Because the Lyle probably doesn't start again, right? That was probably because Fatty and Joe Pedro needed benching. So you're probably looking at what... I said this last week, I know, but you're looking at two from Joe Pedro, Fatty, and Ferguson. So I think you've got a good chance. Yeah.
3: To be fair... So I actually... I did change my team slightly. Um, before I sent the screenshot because I just thought it was less aggro if I've got Pedro benched. Um but yeah, I'm 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 pretty sure if I'm confident in the Pedro star, I'll I'll do it. I guess it does then become you know, Palmer's probably gonna get eighty minutes plus. So it's if eighty minutes plus of Palmer against a risky, you know, sixty five minutes of Pedro's yeah, that's better. Fair. But I, but then Pedro does have more actual goal threat. You know, and, you know what a
1: s
2: scenario this is as, as well. Sorry,
1: Andy. After you. I, I was going to say Brighton do as well. Like Brighton, will put up more XG in 65 than Chelsea will in 80. I would have thought.
3: You'd have thought so. Well, they yeah. did look, to use an Andy Martin word, quite leggy um, against against Fulham. Although Fulham were destroying that game, they were just you know, wasting time, making it ugly. It was like nine minutes stoppage time in the second half, when there probably should have been about 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, all Chelsea have to do is claim Handball for a penalty. It'd be fine, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the worry with both of them being on panel. I'm not ha- unhappy playing either. I'm definitely going to roll if, you know, if, if first up hall, you know, halls, it's nice to have the dilemma to have to make. Yeah. So let- yeah, I probably will start Pedro and Maguire and, and the- roll Harlan captain. Yeah, definitely doing that.
2: Let- well, let me, but I mean, I was going to plug the rate my team, rate my team uh, machine, but uh, I'll do it anyway. I'll pretend you haven't made your mind up. I think this is a good, exa- good example of a time that you can use those. Cause we're like, oh, will Pedro do this? Will Palmer do that? Blah, 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 blah. I think an objective view from something that is incapable of being anything other than objective can be really helpful here. And if, for example, your predicted points for Pedro and Palmer are close, well, then it's been no help and you should go with your own preference. But say, for example, one of them is predicted to return, like, one, two more points or EV than the other, I think it's pretty clear that you should pick that player. So I think at times like this, something like Break My My Team, uh, which is the predictive model i guess in the uh members area is worth using to help with these decisions
1: yeah uh personally i yeah i 100% would play pedro over Palmer myself but that's just me i'm surprised um, everyone
3: in the chat saying it as well
1: maybe pedro yeah. is not as hated as i thought it's because i said it i'm just <laughs> Uh and seb uh look talk us through your best team as well
2: sure 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 so i have johnston in goal this week over raya burnley away versus newcastle away i think that makes sense uh arsenal at home for Trippier, so he starts with dallo and cash and bumo plays yay uh with salah who's my captain i have son and madison against chelsea which i guess this is an example they both returned last week so that was probably more than expected but this is probably an example where game week 10 wildcard is better than game week eight Mm -hmm. because i have son and chelsea against chelsea at home which isn't Son and Madison against Chelsea at home, which isn't a disaster, but probably not optimal. Saka away at Newcastle, which is fine. Uh, Darwin vice captain, I imagine. And Watkins as well up front with Raya, Archer, Pedro Porro and Dan Byrne on the bench. I think the starting 11 versus the bench is pretty obvious here. There are no decisions to be made. So the two things really are, I have two free transfers. So there is a transfer to be made, which could obviously improve this team quite like the idea of Simicass part of the plan to get Haaland for 16 involves Simicass son out as well and Watkins up to Haaland in 16 so I could start those moves early depending on you know if it improves my lineup for this for this week which it probably does with Luton away which brings me to obviously the big thing missing which is Haaland now in isolation Haaland to Bournemouth is entirely terrifying and if double game weeks <laughs> did, if get double game weeks didn't exist it's a triple captaincy candidate they do exist so don't do that we'll, we'll do do it but I, I don't think you should do that But I mean, Salah, Luton, away. So yeah, teams who have Haaland and Salah are probably eating real good this week, right? Yeah, maybe Darwin gets a few points too. But yeah, that's the team you'd want. You'd want Haaland and Salah. But in terms of captaincy, of all the weeks for Haaland to have Bournemouth and that to be terrifying, you'd like Salah to have Luton, really. So I'm not as scared as I could otherwise be, especially considering as well, you know, this this gambit was over a few weeks. This is Haaland's last ridiculous fixture for a while so hopefully even if i you know i'm 20 points down this week on on that captaincy swing i think there's a chance i could claw it back over the next few so i won't be grabbing harland i guess you could get alvarez but i don't think either of my strikers should become him so i will be cityless again for another week i think we'll the say summer... as
1: well saw it saw it by the way today that luton had been absolutely destroyed down their left side and obviously, Salah's going to be attacking mm-hmm. that left side. And that, when I say Ooh. destroyed, I mean players have consistently got a lot of points against them from their left side. So Salah, Ooh. captain against them. I mean, I'm going to be happy because he's Trent. going to be under 100%, I would have thought. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, I mean, like you yeah, said, the- if for any week not to own Haaland against Bournemouth, yeah. you've got Salah against Luton. But, but, that was that the absolutely.
2: whole thing here, right? Like, you know, Haaland against Bournemouth, ridiculous, amazing. You'd rather have both of them. But the whole gambit here was every time Harland had a captainable fixture, another player had one too. And when he didn't have one, other players also had really good fixtures. So let's see. I think I lose this week, but that was all part of the plan, right? I've, I've won, if, if that's the right way to put it. You know, it's, it's more complicated than that. But I've, I've done well so far. So if I go and drop to 300k this week, but then claw my way back to 150k over the next couple, I think that's fine. Yeah. Can, can I suggest a couple? Oh, oh there's a couple of transfers. Can I suggest getting if you were
3: thinking, If you were thinking of. Yeah, yeah, please, man. I mean, the first one would be, actually there's loads but I'll I'll concentrate on two (laughs) Um, the first one would be would you consider because your team does look good this week as in it's very startable if we yes all right there's a a couple you haven't got Harland Um, I mean have you considered like bringing in Flecken for the obviously the blanks coming down the line nah blank then possible double okay that one's a boring one no I like the I mean I do want one
2: Edison I like the Johnston Raya and for the Brentford fixture in 13 I need Johnston to cover Raya so I like the Johnston Raya rotation um, okay. for now
3: and would you not rather have Simakas than Dallow he's or... mentioned
1: Simakas I think hasn't
3: he oh you did mention Simakas yeah I I'm Sorry, not a,
2: pro- well, no worth mentioning again um, and worth confirming oh that was for Poro. Yeah. and then what and then you'd bench Trippier so yeah yeah I think so um, yeah worth confirming that you weren't listening to I think that's you know probably, probably about, <laughs> was, the same, just, about the I was just the same as 15% percent I, I made loads of changes well. so, mate representing yeah <laughs> all the ones no, I you think, mentioned uh, <laughs> yeah have you have you, you didn't mention Flecken <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't have Harland what the um, yeah no so Simicast is so part of that game week 16 plan to get Harland would include Simicast. so obviously at some point he comes in or another cheap defender if Simicast doesn't have a place anymore I think Simicast makes sense this week it would more be for who um, Poro definitely an option then bench Trippier the other one I mentioned about, I guess a bit earlier in the pod which was you know Bruno Fernandes back in for Saka and then back out again it's doable but I guess I'm tying up a lot of transfers there so it's probably not that sensible yeah. Will
3: you have Trippier when you get Haaland back?
2: Uh, it would. So the the plan, which obviously is flexible, but the one that I could do with like zero point eight ish leeway, yep. was Trippier to Simicass, Son to Palmer, and Watkins to Harland. Okay, so I think I think it works pretty nicely.
3: Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, and then you'll become almost like a yeah game week ten or a game week eight wildcard that that did have Harland.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's kind yeah. of like yeah, that's the plan, right? You can't be perfect but i'd probably have one more spurs player if not two more yeah, i still it. have poro i think it would work oh no it wouldn't would it because at <laughs> what not enough but yeah so like a pedro poro down to simicas could possibly squeeze it as well if i'd moved on other players means i keep darwin which is kind of nice if the minutes are okay if they're not then darwin can go whatever there's flexibility in there and it's obviously only three transfers over about five weeks so there's a there's a bit of leeway in there as well I
3: look at your defenders and your that even your worst defenders most more expensive than most of mine <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah, that's true.
1: Right, let's have a look at some uh, community team then. So the community team, they're doing well, lads. They're doing well. I mean, they're they're beating two of us still, uh, which isn't nice. They had a uh, 75 points, they've ro- risen up to 410k. They had Ariola in goal, cash, Pedro, and Burn, Diaby 13, ooh. Uh, they were cursing Diaby last week, and obviously he's uh, come back with some major points for him. Salah Captain with 16, Matoma 2, Son 10, Madison 6, Alvarez 2, and Haaland with 16. So yeah, they smashed it this week, 410 points. Um, I think they must be, what, probably eight, nine points above you, Rich. So they're doing okay, but obviously they got Seb in their sights. We'll see how they carry on. I don't,
2: don't, don't know what you're talking about, mate.
1: Yeah, they. Do, I mean, we can see Dan's in the chat. Dan's going, right, here we go. The main segment. Yeah, you're doing well. You're doing well. But imagine I, I'm having Harland. Imagine if, I know what's going to happen. Harland. As soon as they have to make some big decisions, there's going to be trouble in paradise. They're going to start pecking at each other. They'll fall apart. They'll fall apart. Of course they will. Um, Rich is smiling because he knows they'll never last. They'll never last. They're just a flash in the pan, aren't they?
3: I'm just thinking if Pedro Ant come off the bench, I'll be above him. Yeah, exactly. Quite, quite fortunate, exactly. really.
1: And if I hadn't made really bad decisions this year, I'd have been. <laughs> <a> journal, <so. laughs> oh, bless him! But are uh, oh, they got two free transfers? If Dan's so so like, like, in the right. chat,
2: what, what what are you thinking with the two free transfers? Asking for a friend.
1: Uh, I know what they're thinking, but I'm not uh, going to say uh, it. Do you? No, oh. I've got no idea. Um, oh. right. <laughs> oh, oh you got me. Yeah, oh. I did. Yeah. It is a good um, team. It that, is a good team. It's all right. It's not Couldn't great. You can get Taylor
3: off the bench though.
1: It's not great. I mean they just go template every week, don't they? Uh right, let's move on to uh <laughs> let's move on to uh Q&A. So we've got we got about
3: oh, I'd have wanted Watkins to score if I'd known they didn't have
1: Watkins. Oh, I know, but they had Diaby, the didn't they? That happened the week so before. Watkins
3: can they? save us.
1: Yeah.
2: Not our ranks, but Rocking they can save us wearing a mask.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, we've got we've got loads
2: of time anyway.
1: Twenty six weeks.
2: We'll be fine. You don't sound worried at all, Andy.
1: No, I've not, barely mentioned it. Um, <laughs> right. So Q and A then. So uh, chuck us some questions, lads. We got. Um, I say lads. Sorry if there's any ladies in the chat as well. Um, we've got. We are, we've maxed out about seven hundred people. So thank you so much. Uh, while you're chucking some questions in, I will bring up the uh, the offer again. So remember, if you sign up now for Fantasy Football Scout, uh, you save yourself twenty percent. Uh, I've already. mentioned... Mention all the incredible benefits, but they include a a planner, uh, season point projections, drafts. There's articles. There's so many amazing things on there. Um, And remember as well, we've already shown you tonight. It's not part of the um, the membership, but Lego Marnie's hop on hop off is so good. So make sure you follow him too. Um, Right then, here we go. Black Wolf. I'm excited. Black Wolf. I'm appearing on your pod soon. Very excited about that. so, question from Black Wolf says, I want Mbumo for game week 14. I have the funds to upgrade Neto to Mbumo or Matoma now. Do you get Matoma and then move to Mbumo, or do I just get Mbumo now? What do you think, Rich? Do you get just get him and then bench him?
3: Yeah. Do you know what? I was thinking about this earlier, not for my own team, but I was just thinking, like, generally, uh, if someone had the money for Neto, because it really it's the only player people are confidently selling, hmm. or maybe War Prouse." I think I would go for Mbumo because you've obviously got the West Ham fixture now. Mm -hmm. A lot of it, I guess, depends on who your bench players are. Like, you know, get on a planner and see, you know, if you can get through like Liverpool away, Arsenal at home. But I mean, I I wouldn't after what's just happened here, I, I wouldn't be like distraught if I had to play him. Straw might be the wrong word. (laughs) Oh, I've got to play (laughs) Mbumo. Season over. But yeah, I think I would. I think I would just go for Mbumo. And that's trying to take bias out of it. Because I know there's a big points difference this week. Seb?
2: I'd be really interested to see how this one ends up, if we can remember to check. Because I think I'd go for Matoma and I'm pretty... pretty But then how would you get
3: Mbumo? Would you just have Matoma you just go to Mbumo? Yeah,
2: I think like... So it's three weeks... Where well, I think Matoma outscores Mbumo by more than four, and probably quite a bit more than four. So I know this isn't quite how it works. But mm-hmm. if you need to take a minus four, then you know you've bought yourself it, which is not how it works, right? You know you don't get those points, then give them away or whatever. That isn't a transfer isn't necessarily worth four. I think smarter people than me have worked out it's worth about it like one point two or something over the season. Something. You definitely like
1: don't that. get those points if you bench them, do you, Seb?
2: <laughs> Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. No but, um, yes, Seb. But yeah, I think, yeah, minute, minutes and minutes and penalties from Bumo is obviously attractive. But I think those fixtures from Matoma are so much better that you go Matoma, then you go on Bumo. And I would imagine, again, if you were to stick it in a model, I'd imagine it would agree because it feels like, to use that word, it feels like optimising that spot. And and the only thing you're doing is trading one transfer for it, which I think is what those transfers are for. I think if you
3: have two free transfers, yeah, I, I can see more argument going for Matoma. But if you've only got one... And you if need you've to got a more pressing injured, thing, that's why I'd probably yeah. go and to save the transfer down the line.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'd go and Bumo as well. Uh, Thomas says, "Are you Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad?" Seb.
2: Uh, breaking Bad. I'm sure it's the same as everyone else, just because of how Game of Thrones ended, right?
1: Yeah. Rich.
3: Breaking Bad. I've never. I've never watched Game of Thrones. Breaking Bad. I'm, I watched.
2: Genu- oh. Genuinely, don't bother because like you just know you have a unsatisfying ending coming. i would we busy watching put... deadline <laughs> streams. That's not, that's not <laughs> <man>. my wife. <laughs> what? Yeah, just, just don't start. It's not, it's not worth it. Exactly. You know it's going to be you a know. disappointing end. Um,
1: Sahil says, uh, do I keep or sell Gabrielle?" Rich?
3: Uh, I think you keep and bench him this week. Yeah, because uh, yeah, we've not discussed him at all. I think I think keep and bench this week and then I guess reassess mm. next week.
2: Certainly. I've got some doubts
3: in my mind about him, but mm. you can wait, can't it?
2: Yeah, I think what Richard said is fair. Yeah.
3: He also rose. He rose in price. So Yeah. That that kinda helps. It gives you a little bit of a buffer, because you yeah. know if he drops, it doesn't affect anything. Did you just yes. laugh at Rose? Huh?
2: Oh, okay, just me. Fine. Move on. No, yeah. no, no. He rose. I
1: laughed because he did. He he went up but obviously didn't play. It's crazy, isn't it? Um Xander Zander says. Uh... Thinking about... Oh, I see. Yeah, he's, he's dirty-minded, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I was thinking Xander of the flower. Says, really? <laughs> how do we affect it? So Sorry, someone's got a serious oh, question here, lads. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, awesome. Xander says, how do we effectively plan for a Game Week 19 wildcard? Do we sell Haaland early, even with the Luton Palace fixtures, to use the budget and then load up on Arsenal and City in 19?
2: So I think... Sorry, I'll jump in there. That, no, right, please, don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, please do. So I think, like... So if the idea... So your Game Week... 19 wildcard so obviously the advantage you have is a a fixture swing and b you can plan for the blank in a way that a lot of other people can't because you can sell for example city and uh brentford i think it is players so and Bume, for example I don't think you lose. I mean, you don't lose Harlem this week for Bournemouth unless you have a very clever set of transfers, I think. So after that, yeah, I guess you could because I wouldn't advise other people do because then they're out of wild cards, It's harder to rearrange. And, you know, the, the weeks in which you can pay back is is far fewer. Obviously, remember, you know, the game with Gate Wildcard included a Son captain at first, which didn't come off, but you don't have that, for example, anymore. So I think... Yeah, you keep for this week. Then maybe you sell because then you dead end in, into 19, yeah. into 18, sorry, and you get him back in 19, which is not a player that people could make. But I'm certainly not as um, up on it as I would be, say, a couple of weeks ago, for example, in a wild card. So I, I think you could hold. Be interesting to see what the rest of your squad is and what you can do over those weeks. But yeah, your main advantage is being able to dead end into 18 and then catch the fixture shift, which mostly includes City in 19. Yeah, Rich.
3: Yeah, I think you I think you approach it kind of similarly to how everyone else is, but you probably wouldn't have to think about like you know I've just mentioned maybe getting Flecken in. You know, something like that you wouldn't have to think about at all. Um, I'll try and have two free transfers going into eighteen and yet then you wild card in nineteen, get in, you know, the city players you want, or at least two of them and then have pre planned transfers. It just gives you a bit more freedom. And then you're gonna be setting up for there's gonna be unknown I mean, we didn't know Simacas and Palmer were gonna be options a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, very so I'm true. sure there'll be some surprises there. You'll be able to optimise stuff for Christmas, Have a, you know, just refresh your bench. Um, and then you'll be looking at a whole load of new fixtures, you know, the 20s onwards, as, as it were. Yeah. So I, th- I think you don't have to worry about it too much. It gives you the, the power to not have to worry.
1: Yeah. Uh, right. Real quickfire ones just to finish off. Uh, Guy and Amin both say, uh, what do we do with a doggy? Rich?
3: Um... I mean it depends on your team, doesn't it? <laughs> like uh, as in he'd be a decent enough start this week at home. It's home to West actually no, it's not home to West Ham, is it? No, it's it's home it's to Chelsea, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. I mean I-, I was shocked actually how much money people have made off Doggy. Yeah, um he's gone up yeah. to like he went up to four point nine. The question I'd have is who are the good replacements? There's no, we've not really talked about it, but there's not many good defenders. Well, I Simicast, mean, Simacast would be the the standout. Or
1: I going right down to Charlie Taylor, for instance.
2: I think Simicast is a gift, right? If 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 it makes sense for the rest of your squad, you do a doggy to Simicast sooner rather than later.
3: Yeah, but i would say, rolls your priority if you can if you can get out a team, bench him.
1: <sighs> I mean, I, it says a lot. I sold Porro last week. I just looked at their fixtures and was just thinking, actually, with Simicus there as well, I'd play him almost every week, whereas Porro, I'm looking every week and thinking, I'm not that fussed about the fixtures. And obviously, Seb is benching Poro this week. I don't know, I, I, I would be tempted to move him down to a Simicus or, or right the way down if you wanted funds for something else as well. Like, I I don't mind that move.
3: I just think Simicus is the only obvious yeah. one. I've really been yeah. looking at defenders and it wasn't easy. And that's why I ended up with Maguire. They're
1: awful, aren't they? Defenders have been awful this year. Um, and last the question. Cheap ones. Last question. Tristan says, uh, "Is JWP rubbish now? Is James wall Prowse rubbish now? What do you think, said?"
2: Just the same as he was before, mate. Over and under the table.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Rich,
3: he was good at Southampton because he had free kicks and, <laughs> and penalties.
1: <laughs> he's been good. he's been all right at West Ham, but
3: he's obviously he's definitely uh, he's kind he's of playing deeper. Yeah. He's n- we don't think he's on penalties. It's
2: it's a yeah. reference to the over performance earlier, isn't it? Like you know, yeah. but player player puts up decent underlyings or or whatever, and then scores loads of points, doesn't keep going forever. We've seen it a million times before. So for West Ham, I'm sure he's great for FPL. I don't think he's an option. A few people have suggested he is now playing further back with Sucek in the 10. Fine, more reason not to pick him.
1: More reason to pick Suchek. Uh Right. Uh, thank you so much for all the people in the chat that, that dropped in some uh, some uh, questions for us. Like I said, I think we peaked about 700 people watching. So thank you so much on a Monday, uh, which usually we're competing against uh, football. So it's been quite nice not to be doing that this week. Um, Rich, thank you so much for joining us this evening. I hope you enjoyed yourself.
3: I've had a great time. Thank you very much. <laughs> good. It's no good no to problem. have you back.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, it's good to be back. And Seb, thank you so much for joining us as well. Hope you enjoyed yourself.
2: I really did. It felt good this week, right? It felt nice. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, thank you very um, much. Thank you very
1: much for joining us. Yeah, no worries. Uh, and thank you so much, everybody that's listening on the pod after or listening on the stream now. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, we look forward to seeing how you get on next week. Obviously, the community team is going to start crashing and burning, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, and we will um, we will see you all again next
0: Monday. Thank you so much. Bye bye.